When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Hey everyone, my name is Moritz Siebert, CIO of Exponential H Asset Management. And today it is my honor and pleasure to welcome Martin Green to the show for our first interview. Martin works for Cambrian Asset Management, a digital asset crypto trading hedge fund. Martin, how are you? I'm very well. Pleased to be with you, Moritz. More than welcome. Maybe let's start at the beginning and go back a little. So you're Martin Green, Cambrian Asset Management, Crypto Hedge Fund, I've said as much. How did you get there? What did you do before? Why crypto? Give us the background story. Um, I've been in between finance and technology in my career. And uh, um, several years ago, I was looking for um, kind of uncorrelated returns that might might have a good asymmetry, meaning some limited downside and, and a lot of upside that would, was uncorrelated to equities. And I, uh, I had previously heard of Bitcoin and Ethereum from, from engineers who I knew and uh, started to think that maybe that was, that was a good place to, to allocate some capital. Um, one thing led to another, and I realized I didn't really have a good framework for um, managing the position or managing risk. Um, through the booms and the busts that might have happened and might continue to happen. So one thing led to another. I partnered up with a few other folks. We started Cambrian to do exactly that. Right. Do, do you have a trading background? You've mentioned a technical slash quant background, I think. But you know, has your background been in trading? Or is this you've now entered the, the financial space and you're using your skill set and applying it to the markets? So I have a... Uh, a degree in in finance, uh, but for probably twenty years, didn't didn't really use it aside from a very short stint at Morgan Stanley in the beginning of my career. Most of my career has spent been spent uh, building software uh, at technology firms, um, and then one of them was bought by Google um, in two thousand twelve, and I was you know, lucky enough to take a, take a, a mid-career break, if you will, uh, from, from operating in technology and started to manage my capital and, and some other folks uh, who I knew in a, in a technology-focused hedge fund. And so I did that from 2012 uh, until we started Cambrian. Right. So Cambrian, I think it's fair to say to, you know, categorize your firm as a quant crypto hedge fund um, systematic. Would you say you're guilty as charged? Guilty as charged, fine. You know, I, I, I do like that. Is the entire setup systematic? Is everything automated and, you know, coded? Or is it is it a blend of, I mean, obviously you're developing, you know, the algorithms and, you know, this is obviously done by humans. Um, yes. But it's... Is everything run in an automated and systematic way? In short, yes, it is. Everything is data-driven. Everything is codified. And it's very intentional that we do that because we think that um, these markets, because they're so volatile, there's so, so much uncertainty, um, you need to be very intentional and explicit about the way in which you 
manage risk, um, trade, and you know, of course, we'll get onto this later on. But they, these markets are like no other, and so they are particularly it's particularly useful to um, to approach things in a very very systematic way to avoid human errors of judgment. Um, there are there's maybe one exception to the umbrella concept that everything is automated, and that is you you will you will know this, and many of your um, of the listeners will as well. Uh, spot trading is, can be done completely automated. Um, options are not um, as well developed in these markets as they are in traditional markets, and so the system will produce when we when we use options. The system will produce the uh, the um, the direction um, of when we need to use options to hedge, but currently we we execute the trades the options trades over the counter uh, so that's done by a human but with that and that's a that's a small proportion of our of our trading we've traded probably three billion dollars worth over the last more than three billion dollars over the last three years and probably 90 percent of it is is has been done off yeah. fully automated interesting you mentioned the options i mean just as an anecdote you know in the traditional markets which i still trade in a systematic type of cta type of way i sometimes do use options and it's systematized in the way that you know a signal is being produced and you know it, it kind of like focuses me on implementing an options trade but in terms of maturity in terms of strike selection that is something that you know i do manually just because of mm. you know it, it's kind of difficult to do that fully i mean it's theoretically possible to do it, but you know these markets mm -hmm. have wide open offer spread. Sometimes the liquidity isn't there, and I'm sure mm -hmm. crypto. I mean, we can speak about that in more detail if you want. You have, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum option markets, but they yeah. don't go five years out. You know, they that's it's, all. It's like, yeah. You know, your your 12, 18 month, and then some of the other tokens they are under development. I mean, you can trade volatility yeah. in Solana and Avalanche, but you know it's kind of difficult to trade the twentieth token down the. Um, down the yeah. caps and, and yeah there's no liquidity in those derivatives markets that down there yeah exactly right okay so um quant driven firm there's you know we can we can if we drill down this a little bit more then you know you have market making operations you have exchange arb you have you know patent recognition stat arb you have trend following mean reversion is there like where would you if you if you can say that where would you put cambrian um, is it multi-strategy or are you predominantly focused on, you know, one type of systematic strategy that you apply? Um, it's, it's not, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an evolution. Um, as, as we compound our R&D and as markets evolve, um, so it's, we're not ideologues. Um, I think if you, the, the genesis for the firm was the observation that there are many um, unique factors around this market that produce um, positive feedback loops in, in price. So that creates momentum. Um, and then at some point, those, th those factors um, degrade or they get so extreme that they become mean reverting. And so, you know, you can, you can we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but I think three plus four years ago when we started researching it, the the genesis was that you could both capture the compounding and mitigate the downside risks by focusing on understanding the patterns of momentum 
and uh, understanding when they break and turn into mean reversion um, and understanding <clears throat> if you can, and this is the hard part, the difference between a signal of a moment of momentum um, and the noise. Uh, and, and, and so I think four years ago, uh, we started with the foundational principle that a, a modification of a trend following model should, should work. We've obviously iterated a lot since then. And more recently, so the last year to 18 months, we've added a bunch of mean reverting signals into the mix and that will continue uh, going forward. But we do not do, um, we don't do exchange ARB, um, you know, uh, basis trading, things like that. We are, um, we are unabashedly trying to understand the patterns in the market, if you will, um, and uh, expose our capital to risks when, when, uh, when the skew and the expected value and, you know, is, is, is favorable, uh, regardless of whether the market's, you know, going up or, or down. Um, so right. long and short. So you're probably not high frequency trading and you're not super you're short not. term. You have exactly, you have a little bit of a longer holding period on these trades. Let's stick with, you know, trend following for a little bit longer because, you know, you've mentioned noise and in traditional financial markets, if you look at the S&P 500, those markets are extremely noisy and the mm -hmm. trend following signal, therefore, is very, very weak. Um, so weak that, you know, you need to apply it over ideally multiple timeframes, many, many different mm -hmm. markets to have a diversified yep. portfolio. And then you also need to be patient in order for that small edge to actually play out, uh, which yes, means that... Sometimes you can go, you know, over a period of years, theoretically and practically, we've seen that as well, you know, after the yes, global financial yes. crisis, trend following type of strategies had a little bit of a rough patch. They didn't mm -hmm. really, um, you know, go down, not all of them went down, but they were kind of like sideways and choppy and, and now they're performing really well again. Um, would you say that these type of strategies work in a different way in the crypto markets, put another way? Are the crypto markets as noisy as the traditional markets, and how are they different? I think they're noisier. Noisier, um, even they're, okay. they're, they're noisier. Yes. So, but but the signals are also larger in their in their magnitude. Um, um, so it's all it's always about balancing the the signal and the noise, as, as you well know. Um, but these markets are 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 very noisy, um, and um, you know I think there are two. We think about the world basically in two, the framework that we, that we apply can be, can be thought of in two ways. One is sort of asset selection and near-term price discovery around assets. And there is a certain amount of signal and a certain amount of momentum and a certain amount of noise around, around that. Um, so what I mean by that is, <clears throat> is, is the conversation as it unfolds over time about whether or not Ethereum and the merge that might be coming up results in a um, in a in a network platform that generates significant value, and um, and um, or whether Solana's innovation creates and that momentum around Solana, the developer adoption, the the technology innovation that Solana has, or the lower friction, or faster throughput, whether that creates a competitor in smart contracts to Ethereum. And as the market essentially digests information 
sequentially, um, th- that, cr- that creates both noise and signal. It creates what we, you know, what has been termed uh, information cascades. Um, mm. it, and this is, you know, in network theory, this, the, you, you see this everywhere where um, an investor is looking at that question, let's say that Ethereum versus Solana question, and they're obviously doing some primary research. But in addition, they're looking at what other investors have done as an input to their own decision process and, um, and what other people have done, uh, whether they be developers, et cetera, et cetera. And so as new information comes into the market sequentially, um, I think you, you see the, discover, the price discovery play out you know, and you you see it in sort of either ripples or or waves of Ethereum is going to have this characteristic in the in the distant future, and the market is sort of increasingly discounting that probability of happening more than Solana, for example, relative to just use two, and uh, it doesn't happen all at once. It happens over hours, days, weeks, months. Uh, it then goes on pause, and we pick it up again. Um, and so those are the types of patterns that we're seeing in the, in the data, um, essentially, and trying to, trying to discern. And that's one, that asset selection price discovery produces its own signals and its own set of uh, noisiness, if you will, um, because it's very di- difficult to discern the, the, the variables around all of these, um, these assets. And we can talk a, a lot about how these these assets are very very different than traditional equities or commodities, and, and what that that means. So that's I, I think that's one. And then you know we can obviously talk about the and we should talk about the the market structure in crypto, which is fundamentally different than commodity traditional commodity markets or equities. Hey there, revolutionaries! Thanks for tuning in. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com forward slash crypto and get unfiltered access to the most brilliant minds in finance and crypto. Join our community of lifelong learners for exclusive access, unparalleled education, and unbiased insights.